Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 425. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about are you genetically disposed to becoming wealthy? In other words, is wealth because of a gene that you have. Well, recently some scientists tried to prove that there is some gene that allows you to educate yourself easier than if you don't have the gene. And I had to kind of laugh because I always feel like there's people trying to explain one reason or another why people become wealthy other than because of simple choices that people make because I think it really does come down to what choices you make and what your priorities are with your money. Making good decisions versus bad decisions, buying appreciating assets and not depreciating assets and things like that. So I had to chuckle when I saw this article and they wanted to say that wealth was somehow genetic. No, I don't agree with that at all nor do I think that wealth is because of luck, which was an article that we covered in a podcast a little while ago. Same kind of thing. They were trying to say, oh, people become wealthy just because they're lucky. It just happens to some people because of luck. No, no, no. (laughs) What I'm trying to show people is there is a method to becoming wealthy. I actually realized this when I spent a lot of my life studying people who became wealthy. And I wanted to know how people did it. And that's what caused me to come up with the six steps to wealth because it actually explains step-by-step how people generate wealth and how you go from zero to wealth. As you know, step one is creating a wealthy mindset and getting rid of all those cobwebs and those things in your mind that are negative, that stop you from believing that wealth is possible for you. You know, there's an old saying that making your first million is the hardest. And that's so true. And I think it's true because it's hard for people to believe that they can actually do it. So once they've made the first million, then they realize they can do it and the second million and the third and the fourth become a lot easier because mainly that mental block is gone. The second step is to really get in there and save a nest egg. You've got to have some capital to be able to start compounding and building wealth. So it's important to save your nest egg. Step three is to find a mentor. And that is a way to learn, to get more knowledge, more education about the way that you're going to build your wealth. If you're going to be an entrepreneur and start a business, then get a mentor for that. If you're going to invest, then you're in the right place right now and I can help you with that. 
And if you're going to look at investing in real estate, perhaps you study some real estate courses, whatever that method is that you're going to use to build wealth, you need to have some knowledge, some education, some mentorship around that. Step four is investing in a money engine. Money engine is that investment that's going to grow your wealth. It's all about making your money grow. And I've said many times, it's very difficult to just save your way to wealth. I think a common mistake that a lot of people make is they think that if they just spend less, somehow they'll end up wealthy. And just spending less usually doesn't work. You usually have to invest your money and allow it to grow and compound, which is step number five, compounding at a high rate. The higher the rate that you can compound at, the faster you'll become wealthy. And as I've said, leverage can help you compound at a faster rate. So that's why a lot of millionaires actually do use debt and borrow their way to wealth. They use other people's money, namely the banks or perhaps even another partner's money, but it does help you get a higher return. And I've talked about that on past podcasts as well, how debt can be a good thing when you're using it for an appreciating asset and as an investment. But even if you don't use debt, if you are investing, for example, in the stock market, you can do that without using debt and you can use that as a way to compound at a high rate. For many people who don't make a lot of money, but who are good investors, they can invest their way to become a millionaire. And that's very much within people's reach in their lifetime, even if they don't make a lot of money. And step six is to protect your wealth. That is to deleverage and get rid of debt once you've created your wealth and to not continue to take too much risk, but to make sure that you're protecting the wealth that you've created. So those are the steps that are describing how you go from nothing to wealth. And the most important step there is compounding because wealth really equals compounding. It's all about earning interest on the money and then your interest earns interest. So let me give you an example. This is something that I like to use as an example because it doesn't require a lot of money, as I've said, to make money. Let's say person A makes $40,000 per year. Over their lifetime of 30 years of work, let's say, they're going to earn $1.2 million. But the question is, how much of that $1.2 million are they going to keep? And that's where a lot of people lose it. They don't really focus on keeping much of that money. The average savings rate in America is only 2.8%. You've got to get your savings rate up to at least 10%. And if you can, 20% is a better savings rate to shoot for, in my opinion. The better you can save, the bigger the nest egg you can create, the better you can invest and the more you can invest and compound at a high rate, the faster you're gonna build your wealth. So at 2.8% savings on a $40,000 annual income, that's a savings per year of $1,120. And over 30 years at saving only 2.8% per year, 
you're going to save only $33,600 of that $1.2 million that you earned. So again, if you're person A, you're not doing very well in the six steps to wealth. You're not saving a good nest egg and you haven't invested that money to create wealth. And that's how someone is going to end up without much money during their lifetime. But let's take a look at person B. Person B also makes $40,000 a year, but they are a good saver and investor. And they take advantage of an individual retirement account, which would allow them to put $5,500 per year into that account. So that $5,500 per year into an IRA, if they could average around 10% over a 30 year period in the stock market, they would retire in 30 years with $1,091,160. So in 30 years earning the same amount of money, a good saver and investor has over a million dollars, but a poor saver and non-investor would only have $33,000, a huge difference. And that's why I tell you, it's not about how much money you make, it's all about your habits, your choices, and how much you can get invested and compounding for you. Because ultimately, it's your money working hard for you that's going to create your wealth. If you wanna be a millionaire, that's what you've got to get straight is that your money has to work for you and your money has to grow for you. And you wanna get that compounding for you at the highest rate possible. Now, of course, you don't wanna take unnecessary risk. I'm not suggesting that you do anything speculative that could lose everything. I'm simply saying why I use the example of the stock market quite a lot is because over the long term, it has returned about an average 10% year in, year out, rate of return over the long term. Now again, if you're looking at just a couple years out or five years out, that's not really a long enough time horizon to necessarily get that double digit rate of return. You need to have a 10, 20, 30 year time horizon. And hopefully history will repeat itself, but there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee that past performance will e equal future results. So all we can do is go with what we know and go with what has been tried and true and that's where we choose the stock market as an easy way for most people to invest. We've talked about types of investments being low fee type ETFs that are static baskets of securities that you're not paying a manager to manage your funds and you're able to keep more of that return in your pocket. So the fees aren't necessarily the most important thing. The most important thing is how much money you can get invested and keep getting invested year after year after year and compound at a high rate. That is what is gonna build wealth for you. It's not about having the right genes. It's not about being lucky. It's not about, you know, crazy habits, articles I've read claiming that if you make your bed, you're more likely to become a millionaire. No, it's not about those things. It is about how much money you can save and invest and compound to get it to work for you to grow your wealth. 
get that straight, get that principle down, that concept down, and it's gonna be a lot easier for you to start making your first million, and after that, the second, third, fourth, and fifth. If you haven't yet subscribed to Be Wealthy and Smart, please hit the subscribe button and you'll be notified as soon as new podcasts are available. And if you want a little wealth tip each day, go on over to instagram.com forward slash Linda P. Jones and I put up a little hint, a little tip, a little information for you each day to help you grow your wealth faster. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.